This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Just rocking out here with some of these. You know, it's, it's not long way to the top. It's not Dave Matthews, but I guess. Well, thank God good. for that. But it's also not long way to the top. I'm waiting, you know, I want to hear the, we need a bagpipe lead-in song. Can we get some bagpipes? Uh, that would be nice. However, if by chance Ants Marching that? or one of those oh, happens God. to pop Good on, Lord, no, it, no. It, it, <laughs> Jacob and I had nothing to do with it going forward. Yeah, we, well, we don't play any <laughs> more uh, actual music music on the show anymore. There's some. Do you uh, avoid I Dave? guess there's some legal stuff that goes on with that, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's beyond my that's a good end zone drill, by the way. Yeah, I like yeah. that one. One-on-one uh, with the, the, the red zone from the 20, one-on-one, press man coverage, just win, baby. And the, the offense looked good. Yeah, you could either release inside or outside, yeah. but you better release one way or the other. The corner's on, on an island. Right. So that's good, a good test for those guys, too. It is. I didn't pay as much attention to the corners. I'm really scrutinizing the passing game right but now. The nice but the nice thing about it is if you're the corner, you know they're not going to beat you deep. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean you're, red you're, zone's you're, tough. I yeah, mean, you're, it's, you're oh. sitting there. But you don't. You also can't leverage one way or the other because you don't have any help. Well, yeah, that would be helpful if there's ten other defenders out there. And <laughs> you, you know that they, the, the linebackers taking away the yeah, slant. Kind or of flag footballish, but at the same time, you're going to get you're going to get that in, in the league. What I wanted to see from the quarterbacks though was decisiveness and not just holding it until your guy gets open. Because right, right. you can easily cheat the drill and just hold it and pad it, and everyone's going to get open. They're going to get they open. They didn't at all. Yeah. Right. It was on time. Boom. Get it out accurately. And Pickens makes a play every time they ask him to. Yeah, Miles My- Boykin had a nice one where he used his yeah. height to, to yeah. go up and get it. Um, yeah, we saw some nice work down there for those guys. Steven Sims had a nice little release. And You said off the air, I mean, look at Steven Sims. He's going to be in the league this year. You know, like, I don't know how he cracks this depth chart with right. five or six guys ahead of him. But with some of the Gunner. receiver, like, you tell me Atlanta couldn't use a guy like Steven Sims? Absolutely, or Dallas we just talked about, yeah. or, you know, a lot of teams. Uh, Dallas would be a team that's seen him when he was with Washington. Mm-hmm. He was productive They played there. against him a lot, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's a guy that they could certainly – and, it's you know, for, for a team like Dallas, not to – you know, just beat this thing over the head. It's not only you're missing all those wide receivers. Who's your return guy? Yeah, you know, right. Things right. like that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of a big deal too. Like, are you, are you trusting a rookie back there to do that in week one? I mean, uh, that's so not a really guy Tolbert's like, game either. Yeah, a guy yeah. like Stephen Sims is, a, is is somebody who's done that in the league. He's he might be your number guy. one return guy. Yeah. The second you get a hold of him, man, your you know backup slot. <laughs> Here, it's almost like slot. the center position. They got like seventeen return guys on this team. Yeah, a bunch of nickel <laughs> corners. They got a bunch of centers. They got a bunch of returners. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got a, just a just a bevy of guys that they can they can use, and that's kind of been one of the under talked about things for this team. Like, as much as everybody complained about Ray Ray McLeod last year, and he you know he yeah he played too much on offense. I complained about an offensive player. Yeah, I mean, but he's a good he's a he's solid a NFL return right, right, right. guy. Like, you got to replace that this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a good punt returner. So now we have team. I mean. I, I, I lost a little steam whenever I walked out here and saw unpadded practice after two padded practices. Maybe this is going to be kind of a light, you know, keep them fresh type of deal. This has been a highly competitive, you know, unpadded, not physical, but, you know, really testing these guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know, uh, you know, Terrell Austin was talking about, I, you know, I asked him, because the defense has been winning these things. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, what, what have you liked that you've seen out here thus far, and what haven't you liked? Mm-hmm. He said, well, you know, I like the way we're going out there and competing. We're getting better. We're, we're working, and, and, and the guys are, are, you know, showing some improvement. He said, the thing I haven't liked is we're still giving up too many deep balls. I'm like, you give up. There's been a couple, I guess. But 
Would there be with a pass rush? Yeah, kind of cherry picking some stuff here because yeah, yeah the ball's getting over your head every once in a while, but it's not your it's not your first team guys, and it's you know it's not the guys who are going to be playing snaps for you. Maybe one of those down the depth uh, cornerbacks gives up something. Yesterday was a you know there was Austin a pl- blue by play action right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, to you know one of your in your four string corners and and, and uh, Mason Rudolph laid it out there for him, but uh, you know if we're if we're tracking. Which unit's been better? It's been the defense. Oh, yeah. And just in terms of deep balls, every coach is going to say something they yeah. don't like. You know, and okay, you've given up some deep balls. But would you, if someone had to block TJ for three seconds and Minka's in deep center field, probably, probably be not, a little yeah. different, you know? Yeah, probably be just a little different. Sure. This uh, team run drill here is a, takes on a little different meaning. With it. This is more like rugby. Yeah, this yeah, it is kind of just a scrum and keeping position and hand usage and not trying to just blow the guy off the ball. So that takes a little bit of a, a back seat here. Mm-hmm. I asked him as well about uh, Terrell Austin, about that backup linebacker spot. He said, we just got a bunch of guys in there right now in the mix. As the we Buddy Johnsons there. of the world. And this, uh, he's outside, that? or he's inside, I should say. Oh, you're talking about the outside guys. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about the outside guys. So right now at, the, at those spots, Derek Tuska is out there right now with Alex Highsmith. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's no reason to put Watt out here and, and have him wreck the show either. a day off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but Tuska is a, a solid backup and, you know, has some abilities. Yeah, there's. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a guy at, uh, at North Dakota State. Uh, i got to call up the stats here. But he had a big career there. He And I thought he would go much sooner in the draft than he did when he came out a couple of years ago. That, mm-hmm. um, he's that, not super physically imposing, you know. No. He's not doesn't like Bud Dupree out there, but he moves well. He knows his assignment. He's a good special teamer. He's a depth piece as I pretty much can guarantee he's going to make this team. Yeah, so in 2019 he had 48 tackles, 13 and a half sacks, one forced fumble, five pass defenses, which hmm. is what you want to see. Yeah, cuz he drops into coverage on so well too. Yeah, seen a lot of that uh, if you, for his career uh that those were his NFL stats, where his college stats. At. He, he I mean he was a big sack guy there. Yeah, for, he was. For them um where are his college stats not showing up. Anyways. Okay. Uh but Went in the seventh round uh, to the uh, Denver Broncos. Obviously, that didn't work out there, but he comes here. Uh, and uh, after being waived on August 31st, 2021, he signed with the Steelers last year and uh, spent pretty much the entire season on the active roster. Um, he had 29 and a half career sacks. That's what I wanted to get to. That's so, college level. I mean, yeah. that's that's 42 tackles for a loss. Mm-hmm. That's in 50, uh, in 34 starts, 53 total games. He had 29 and a half sacks. Yeah. That's, that's, that's production. Right. That's I, don't what what, right. I don't care what level you're at. That's being productive. Um, there's a, we've talked about this a lot. You know, there's a knack to not just getting pressures or beating a guy, but getting in the sack and knowing where the quarterback's at yeah. and never giving up and all those things too. And, you know, being a sack artist at any level is extremely valuable. Yeah. And he came over here last year and, and uh, you know, got some spot duty. I thought by the end of the season he had passed Taco Charlton yeah. as their number yeah. three guy. Yeah. And Charlton was a former first-round draft pick. I look at Tuska like he's a four, but he – Went past somebody to become the three last right. year. Right, uh, a former number one pick mm-hmm. to become right, the three. Right. So there's, I mean, there's a little something there. Uh, is he the ideal guy that you want in that spot? No, but he's also, you know, the one thing that you lose when you go sign a veteran guy is he going to play teams? Who knows? That's the right, that, right, right, probably right. not. Not yeah. Jernard Avery will. Jernard Avery will. Tuska will yeah. sell there. Right. And I think that's what they're looking for. You know, and, and that's one thing that Terrell Austin said, like. Those backup guys, Danny better like them. Danny Smith better Has like to. them. Right. And that's the same with the second-level guys. That's the same with the bottom of the roster safeties. You know, that, that's the big tiebreaker. And as, as we often say, I mean, that carries more weight here 
Danny Smith's opinion and the overall organization's propensity for keeping a special teamer, you know, that that's their first and foremost job, is a great spot for Tuska. You yeah. Because there might be a, some teams look at him and say, ah, you don't believe us enough on defense and we don't value special teams enough. Maybe you're a borderline guy. Yeah. Now know? Delonte Scott is out there. That's going to be the big key for him. Can he play teams? That I don't know. Uh, but he is a long, lean. Yeah, yeah. He kind of actually looks more like Taco Charlton. Yes. And that that kind of long, lean, you know, kind of angular. What is he, 6'5", 245, something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um. But uh, wasn't a real super productive guy. He went to uh, – I remember doing – I wrote up a blurb on every guy that, coming to this camp, and he wasn't super productive at uh, SMU, I don't, I don't okay. believe. I think he's more of a toolsy traits guy that yeah. you can develop. Yeah. I mean, he screams practice squad, if anything. He's uh, actually limping unless, off the field right now. Ooh, that's not – don't like to see that. Fifty's young moving slow. I don't know if it's bad or not. It doesn't look like it, but he's moving slow. He's, he also uh, uh, no, he's, I must have been thinking of somebody else. So he had 97 tackles, uh, 36 for a loss, and 18 sacks at SMU in 40 games. So, okay. Uh, must be somebody else I was thinking of there in terms of that. But uh, I should have caught the number, but whatever tight end he was going against got the better of him that, that's yeah, that. Yeah, and that's probably – In a run block. Yeah, in a run blocking drill, you're, you know, you'd think, well, it's not going to happen to T.J. Watt against a, a tight no. end. But a young guy like that who's learning to stand up for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, probably going to happen from time. I time. haven't studied him, you know, but his body type in, in, implies to me that he could do some more squats. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. kind of long and lean in the lower half, and if he's not a great bender, I mean, a great bender, he's going to lose leverage battles and not just have the sand in his pants to hold up. And he's a defensive end learning how to play linebacker. Exactly. The, the so NFL this is a level. transition in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, how many times did he face a tight end in those kind of situations? Somebody as quick as, quick as him. Mm-hmm. He's used to going up against the big uglies. Who he's Who's the much quicker he guy? He can dictate the, yeah. the pace to them, especially so, at SMU. I mean, that's a yeah, that's a different yeah. skill set. Um, but, again, I, he's different than some of the outside linebackers they have, to your point. And so he is interesting. Yeah. Hopefully he's running down on kickoffs here in the preseason and making plays. There goes uh, Jalen Warren through. No, that, I'm sorry, that was Mateo Durant. That was Durant, yeah. He's more of the he and he and Mateo Durant and Jalen Warren. I don't think they could be built much differently. No, they really stand out. Yeah, I mean Mateo Durant is. Uh, you're, you're looking at. He kind of looks body is he six one ish. Yeah, I yeah. say he's a little bit of a. And I don't mean it's a bad way because Robert Smith and Eric Dickerson and a lot of great yeah, backs right. can run. Even Eddie George, you know, that are power backs, can have a little bit of a taller running style as long as you can drop your pads when you need to. And he does have a little bit of a taller running style where Warren doesn't. He's Warren, a bowling ball. Yeah, His legs are – he's thick, a thick base. Yeah, uh, there's not much to hit. Kind yeah. of a bowling ball. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And not in a bad way. Like, he's built, he's put together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they I'm list uh, Jalen Warren's listed at five eight two fifteen. Okay, I was going to use the Maurice Jones Drew. That's comparison what he looks like. If you yeah. want to like think of a, a guy that's had success and his feet never stop, and he's got quick little Sonic the Hedgehog type feet, so he he looks impressive. The problem with those guys sometimes is they can't pick up the blitz because people get in them. So you know, I mean, it's hard to be. That's short what was impressive. I think that's what caught the eyes of the coaching staff though in the the backs backs backers. On backers. 33, I'm assuming, is... Is, uh, is that the new guy? Yeah. He that just took Sermon? Jeremy... That's... that's uh, Sermon? Or not Sermon, not the other Sermon. Ohio State guy. Yeah. Uh, Master Teague. Master Teague, yeah. Okay, he's well built. Yeah, he all know. That's one thing. But that's the thing. He had to share some time with, like, Trey Sermon and mm-hmm. those guys. There was always somebody else there. And that's 
often what happens is as for to a running back when you go to one of those big time programs. Oh yeah, I mean Najee kind of avoided that, but even then, I mean there's he didn't guys really like, get the get it there to be the number one guy until his last year. Right, right. I yeah. mean, and even there was dudes like Damian Harris, who's the starter for the Patriots. I mean, these big time schools are going to find backs. Yeah, absolutely. I don't hold that against them. I mean, no, that's like no. Zamir White and Cook for Georgia last year winning I mean, the national. Who was title. Herschel Walker's backup at Georgia? Right, right, right. Who knows? But he probably could have started. <laughs> he at a probably lot of was other pretty schools. good. Right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, so uh, it's uh, it's a it's a good. I, I'm feeling a little bit better about that position than I did. Yeah, earlier I think more so than most positions. I want to see games. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. if there's no running room, then there's no running room. But it, you know, like when you go to the Senior Bowl and you watch running backs, you don't get much out of it. You get more out of it here. But I do think playing a not common opponent, you know, playing again in a real game. Dragon tacklers for your job, you know, I mean, and, and to make every impression you can as an undrafted free agent. There's been a lot of backs in history that have made a living doing that. You know, I mean, the Terrell Davises and Priest Holmes and guys like that that didn't come in the league with much fanfare. Yeah, I, I definitely believe that. And I'm, I'm just looking here at Jalen Warren's college stats. Uh, started that school again? Started that at Utah State. So he went yeah. to JC, played two years at Utah State. Now, the second year at Utah State, they only played three games. That he, was COVID year. COVID year. So, COVID year. But that year he had 39 carries for 252 yards. Six, so many of these kids you get an improper eval of because yeah. there's a whole year basically stripped from them. He had six, average six and a half yards a carry. Nice. I mean, that's a that's a nice number. Then he transfers to Oklahoma State for his second senior year. And uh, 256 carries for 1,216 yards, 4.8 yard per carry average, 11 touchdowns, 25 catches for 225 yards. Yeah. So he could, I mean, catch a football a little bit. He was running a wheel route or two here earlier in the week and not just a screen dump-off guy, yeah. too. You know, he was making plays down the field, adjusting to the football. So he's definitely – is he going to be the Steelers' preseason rushing champion? I'm starting to believe he is. Cause, yeah. I don't know you need to see that much more from Snell either. No, you kind of know what Benny Snell You know what he is. Yeah. I mean, not that he's a superstar, but – I'd rather have those guys battling it out in terms of, you know, the, the you know, workload. Hey, if Anthony McFarlane breaks off a couple long ones, he could be the preseason. I mean. If he breaks one yeah. yarder, he probably wins that battle. Yeah. yeah. Good, but Jalen Warren, I think, might he might be the guy who gets the most carries. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets 30 carries in the preseason, if he does something with that. I, I just like what it I've won't seen Won't be Harris. Him. Yeah, no, it's definitely not going to be Najee Harris. I don't know if he gets a single carry. I was my next question. But would you play him one series with the ones in Trubisky just to do it, or would you just say I don't know that I need he'll to figure that, that in yeah. week one? You Especially know? when you, you see him already out here, you know, getting his foot stepped on early in camp. Like I don't right. want to see that happen in a preseason game. I may hide his helmet until week one. <laughs> they, and they might have to do and that. And this with him stepped as well. on the foot thing might just be fine too. Like we don't need you pulling a hamstring either here. Yeah. You're, we know who you are. Take you know. it easy. Yeah. Um, Provide leadership. Go stand know. on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. And <laughs> <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> we'll get you. We'll get you. We'll come pick you up when uh, September rolls around. So we still got special teams going on. Looks like we're like, doing a little punting today. Yeah, the punting. We didn't do any punting yesterday, right? No. no uh, is, nobody kicked the ball yesterday. I don't they think. did not. I don't think they've kicked the ball this week. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But, but now kick. they're punting out of their end zone from the one yard line. Yeah. We'll, we'll take quarters there. Let's see, let's see if, if they can. Boom see if Harvin booms some. You can do the internal clock. You can play scout here, Matt, and get some uh, hang times. They're talking about five-second hang times with him. That's up there a while. That is up there for a long, long time. Yeah, <laughs> especially, I mean, you don't get to fully step into your, your punts either. You yeah, know, out you of don't the get end that zone, extra it's a one time. Step, it's just yeah. get it out, you know, and he crushed it. That's just natural 
you know, power. That, to me, was one thing he struggled with last year, was when he was kicking out of his own end zone. Mm, yeah. um, there were some bad punts, and that was the one that, you know, he got him booed at Heinz Field, or now Acrisure Stadium. Yeah. Um, I should know his name, but this is the other punter. Yeah, not a, bad, four. not a bad punt there by Nizalek. Um, and that had a little bit of a, I don't know if it's a slice or a fade or whatever, but pushed the... He pushed it to the right. Looked like on purpose with the yeah. spin on the ball. Again, we've talked about this. He's not just punters. a throwaway, a throwaway guy. I mean, he he could stick. He might he might be punting somewhere in the league this year too. So. But with all respect to him, do you want Harvin doing every preseason punt? Right, that's I the might. Thing. I mean, it's yeah. not like it's it's not Boswell's backup. Where you yeah. know this dude's making the team, yeah. and I trust him. You know, no, no, I, I I agree, but I think at some point you just give him a couple just to. Because he's been a good trooper about this, yeah, coming yeah. in. Hey, we got a uh, young incumbent punter, but we want to we want to you to pressure him a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll get you a couple of kicks in the preseason, and that way, if it doesn't work out here, somebody else gets this. You got you put something else on tape. Mm-hmm. It, it, it made me think of something too. Is, is last night at the uh, local watering hole, Sharky's getting a call out. It's a great spot, and um, another boomer there. I was chatting with a guy that actually was on the Brown staff with last year, or my you know twenty years ago. And he's been scouting for the CFL. People don't think about that, but like, there's there's jobs above the border here oh, yeah, too for yeah. a lot of these guys. You know, they're not here scouting, you know, Boswell and the guys are going to make the team. They're looking at the dudes that won't catch on in the NFL. So if you can just even put good practice reps out there as a punter and get, get Danny Smith's, you know, uh, seal of approval or whatever, it goes a long way. Yeah, and uh, you know, as we watch uh, Stephen Sims back there. That's a nice punt. Yeah, really pinned him against Angled the sideline. Angled it to the yeah. sideline. Yeah, good job. That was not Harvin. That yeah, was that was nice yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's not bad. Not bad. No, you're right. He doesn't. Harvin looks like a special boomer, you yeah. know, just in terms of power. But this guy doesn't look like boy. He's a lot worse. You, you yeah, know, right, again. right. Yeah, I mean, he seems to control it pretty well too. Harvin's Harvin's hang time is it's pretty impressive. Sick right now. Um, again, I, 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 they, I've been told that he's been hanging them up there for more than five seconds on a pretty regular basis. Which is incredibly long. Yeah. yeah. You're looking for what is a, is a punter, like four, anything four or above? I should know that, but uh, I want to say like four two is pretty good, yeah. something like that. And he's getting fives. And the beauty of it, too, is weather can then take over, you know, and they're yeah. going to start to mess with it a little longer. It's, it's up there. And, of course, one whole, I mean, think about a 40-yard dash. I mean, point eight of a second is a lot of grass these guys cover, you know, while the ball's in the oh, air for the cover team. That one's not so good. Not a great punt, but, man, the hang time. That's yeah. You're getting no return off of that. I don't think he's happy with how that came off his no, foot. But no. it still wasn't so bad. I thought it was going into the into the sidelines there, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. This no. didn't sound right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, always interesting to have uh, just whatever the special teams. Though. Again, you only get so much time to work on these things, all the different facets of special teams. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more complex than people realize. Yeah. And assignment sound. Another good pump by. He killed that one. Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice, ang- nice spiral that yeah, angled it out of bounds. No return. Not sure exactly where it went out of bounds, but it's pretty far kick. Yeah, not bad, not bad. We're going to take another break. He is Matt oh, Williamson. Right. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio, bringing you our live coverage from Steelers training camp practice here today. The only radio station in the world doing that for you <laughs> that's true we're it and uh, so why would you be anywhere else he is matt williamson i am dale lolly we'll be back with more right after this this is the drive with dale lolly and matt williamson on your 24 7 home of the black and gold snr steelers nation radio 
Steelers going through some uh, team drills here. It looks like uh, first down drills. Once again, Mitch Trubisky taking the snaps with the first unit. But uh, Mason Rudolph working with the twos here. Uh, now we got uh, Kenny Pickett out there, I believe. Uh, taking some, I think so. Some third team reps no, here. No, it's Mason. Is that Mason? Again? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, you can't see the uh, can't see the, the jersey. You always look, always look for the gloves. There no, you that's go. Trubisky. What am I talking about? Oh, that was Trubisky. Yeah, yeah. getting it to Anthony Miller and uh, Miller getting it upfield. Turning just gets upfield. He does. He's quick to get uh, you know quick to tuck, downfield and, as they uh, say. and yeah and get downhill. Quick to tuck. I haven't. I've paid really focused in the offense much more than the defense today, but I feel like. Some of the, the stud defenders are kind of getting a day. You know, yeah, let's no work Cam, on the depth guys. No Cam Hayward, no yeah. T.J. Watt today, some of the other guys. It's made things a little bit easier on the offense to, sure. make, to get things done. But I'm not going to use that as an excuse either. You know, I mean, everybody's short some guys. I just like to get in the coach's head and be like, well, what, what should we work on today after two days of pads? Give the big guys some uh, much-needed rest. You know, get them to the finish or to the starting line, go from there. That was nice by Hayward, too. Yeah. Little brother Hayward I'm talking about now. Little head. Yeah. Little head. Is, I think is, what <laughs> is that what they call him? Yeah. <laughs> Middle of the field, catch a ball, get up field, you know, put your head down. Yeah, just sit down in the zone, turn go turn mm-hmm. eight yards down and sit down, and Trubisky got him the football. He turned quickly and got the ball back up the field. Uh, again, more completed passes today than what we've seen in some previous days. Now, Without again, Not in pads today, but uh, still, um, and now Mason's back out there. Um, I would think, again, I think that's because they want Mason running that second unit uh, two-minute drill to end Makes practice sense. here. Makes sense. Uh, Anthony McFarland and Jalen Warren on the field together here. They were both sidecarring. Uh, you hear about that a lot, and then actually seeing it in practice. A little, little ball fake. Uh, no flag on that one. It was worth the risk, though. Yeah. Mason pretty much put it where only the receiver could yeah. get to it. A little pump the... fake on that, which you'd like to see there. Yeah, yeah. Freeze the defender a little bit. That was uh, James Pierre in coverage on that one, and he did a nice job coming through the receiver. He did. Uh, he didn't have a lot of Sims and, and not drawing a flag because, again, there are officials down there. Didn't have a lot of room to work with with where the, the ball was placed. Again, he kind of kept it out of harm's way. Only one, you know, uh, the only bad thing that could happen would probably be a deflection or whatever, which, you know, yeah, that, that was a good good work by Mason. Yeah, that's one you'd like to see maybe one of those bigger-body receivers. Right, maybe they to, come down yeah, with Steven it. Steven Sims still being a little Not his little specialty. Dude. Anthony Chris Miller. Play there, right? Anthony Miller again getting upfield. As he's, he's pretty explosive. Yeah, he does a nice he's job crisp, there. Chris route runner, and it, you know, considering with what they're working with, he's like the most reliable guy out there. Yeah, the start stop is is again just uh, stop, catch the ball, and, and get it upfield quickly before mm-hmm. the defense can close on you. And does a nice job getting it uh, quick to tuck, as uh, Mike Tomlin likes to say, get that ball put yeah, away and, and turn and go. Um, it just seems like he's getting to the point, and maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself considering who's not here, but he, I feel like Miller's demanding play at time, playing time. Yeah. Like, how do you not put him on the field? Because he's making play after play. And well, now we got Miles Boykin down here on the low side as a single. Uh, See, that's where I'm looking to go with the ball double here. Double receivers on the other shell side. with a press man coverage against your big guy. Pickett goes the other way, and it's, that's a, yeah, some kind of miscommunication. Yeah, I think. him and Tyler uh, Sneed did, didn't. Were not no, is that Sneed? Yeah, Tyler Sneed not on the same page there with Pickett. Uh, My hunch is that's an option route, and he can either break it in or out. Who knows who's right? You yeah, know, I mean it's, but they weren't correct. Yeah, somebody they were not on the same page. Right, right, right. That was a he threw uh, an out He threw an outbreaking route when it was an inbreaking route. Luckily yeah. for Kenny Pickett, Larry Brown was not out there to take that back, intercept <laughs> that in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, for those, I thought you were talking about the Steelers. Great, old enough to remember that one. He was sitting in this seat yesterday, a little before this time. Yeah, 
Sternberger in motion from uh, left to right. Pickett takes the snap, rolls back, gets it out quickly. All right, that was better. Again, got it out with some timing there. Yeah, that was good. Again, catch it, Chris Breed, get yeah. it out there accurately. As soon as he caught it, he was turning and throwing. So that, that's what they want to see from him, get that a little more uh, crispness on some of those throws. And uh, I was looking at 53 on defense. I thought that was Skipper. It was. He had a nice rep there. It's like how he got off the ball. I just yeah. want to double check that. That's who it was. And give him the proper credit. He's got the uh, red shoes on. We're red 50, shoes. 53 this year in camp. I can't remember what he wore before, but it was not 53. Right. So there's two 53s in camp. One's Kendra Green, of course. One, one on offense, one on defense. Sternberger again, left to right. Motion sets up uh, at the end of the line. Low snap. That kind of threw the playoff. Yeah, it got snap. batted down, too. Yeah. A lot of batted passes, which. Trubisky's only 6'2". You know, I, yeah. I think some people get the misconception as a second overall pick, he's 6'5", or whatever. He's not. Um, I don't know that batted passes were a, an issue with him throughout his career. Part of me just thinks that the Steeler defensive front's really ex- getting better at it. Yeah, they've got some guys, even you know, at this in the third group here. Again, a guy like Tuzar Skipper's been around. This is his mm-hmm. fourth training camp. He's been around the block a few times. Uh you know, this uh, it's just a, a little bit different uh, look for some of these guys, uh, especially with Kenny Pickett. Bunch to the left here. Tyler Vaughn going in motion, motion and comes, comes back. back. Good snap. Pickett. Pocket sets up well. Nice back shoulder yeah, that throw. Was nice. There it yeah. was. There it was. It was a good touch throw to the outside shoulder. Good contorting catch there by 21, whose name I always forget, but he's got a funky number. Jav- Javon McKinley is the mm-hmm. guy. He's a bigger receiver. I say he's got good size. That yeah. looks like his specialty, too, is go be big, drive that ball, the uh, corner off the ball a little bit, go make a play on the sidelines. That was nice. And yeah. pick it, put him right where he should. Right, right. That's the back shoulder throw that they were practicing yep. earlier. So. Yeah, exactly. That's why they practice this. Yeah. Now we uh, got them gathering here on the other end of the field, coming back towards us from left to right uh, from the press box here. Uh, so it uh, looks like we get that. Looks, probably looks like it's the ones. That looks, looks like, like the ones on ones, uh, seven on seven here. We get uh, we get defensive linemen out there. It might be eleven on eleven. No, it is eleven on eleven. I see Chris Wormley out there. He's yeah. he's leaving as uh, Carlos oh, Davis comes there, on. Yeah. yeah. Um, get Devin Bush out there at linebacker. Is it Trubisky, yes, it is. It is Trubisky. Um, I was told. Uh, I was asked uh, today with uh, speaking of talking to uh, to. Uh, Terrell Austin, Steelers yeah, defensive yeah. coordinator. It's been I'm talking to talked to a lot. You talked a lot of guys lately. I uh, talked to Terrell Austin today. Asked him about that inside linebacker rotation. He said, "Right now, it's 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 Devin Bush and Miles Jack, mm-hmm. uh, but Robert Splain is you know kind of pushing there. Um, you know, so he's kinda, the clear three. He's the clear three. Yeah. Okay, uh, that was a little foggy to me. I mean, yeah, they've been rotating any... those guys a little bit. I think they're they they want Splain to know both sides, so you you mix okay. and match those guys. Um, he's kind of like your swing interior offensive yeah, lineman. Like if yeah. any of those guys are. One of those guys goes down, he's going to be the other replacement. So, um, The little I've seen. Rolling in the, the pocket here. Okay, nobody nobody. I don't know if that was by design or not. No, it like, looked been. like he was trying to throw there, was but yeah. nobody was open, so he just kept running and tucked it. That's the second time today you and I have commented on Trubisky being a decisive runner. You yeah. know, there was just one a bit ago where Adams got – a gap pressure, so Trubisky just went up the B gap, and there was a big hole. You know, it was kind of just reminded me like Herbert against the Steelers last year. You know, they, yeah. you see that big hole, take it, pick up ten easy yards, and that's a rollout yeah. to the left. He has a couple of options over there. Neither one of them are open. Nobody gets out there in front of him, so he just, just keeps keep going. your feet moving. Right, get ten yards right past the line of scrimmage, and you know, you duck out of bounds if you have to, or slide, or whatever. And yeah. great. I mean, that's something that hasn't been a part of the Steelers' offense in recent years. They're so hard to defend. Yeah. 
Uh, you're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Trubisky takes the snap, boom. gets it out, boom. Caught the ball out right away to Zach Gentry yep. for about a, a six-yard gain there. Yeah, I mean, Gentry's never going to look explosive coming out of his <laughs> routes, or you know, but that's a nice quick-hitting play with a really accurate football on time. Right where his tight end could, you know, on his outside yeah. hip there. Placed it well. Yep, exactly. If it's be, if it's even into his body a little bit, the defender has a chance to make he a play on it. He could potentially get there. But right. he puts it out in front of uh, Gentry to allow him, and, and Gentry turns and gets it upfield with that. Yeah. You don't know if he breaks a tackle or not. That turns into a big game. Yeah, and even not. I mean, it, what is this? I would say if it was first and down, it's supposed to be third down. But, I mean, it's second and two after that play. Right, you know I mean? right. And that's, that's gonna, positive yardage. Yeah. They were so bad. They were so uh, on first downs last year. So bad. Yeah, that uh, I mean, they were bottom of the league. All right. Okay. He held it a bit, but the pass rush didn't He's seem like it was at, bearing down on him. I think him. he was looking at Miller down the sideline. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had double coverage there, so then he dumps it underneath. Touchdown to check down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and the pocket held up. Now, again, they're not getting a fierce rush here with no pads sure, on. Sure, sure. That's all part of knowing what, what the situation is here. Um, I mean, I'm, I've been very critical of the quarterbacks, especially Pickett, for holding it too long. But there are times if you're not rushed, you don't have to hold. You right. can hold it too. In you that situation, I mean? he had he had a nice pocket. I, I didn't think he had to rush it there. Right, right, you know? right. Again, uh, start the motion here. Uh, Rudolph motions Hayward from uh, left to right. As Hayward we, plays a lot. As we look at it here, Just takes the snap. Got a nice pocket. Uh, that one he double clutched and was starting yeah. to get a little bit of pressure on him. Maybe he was starting to feel that a little bit. Um, not the best pass, but probably was catchable. I'd like to see. Hayward like got to a rewind. Hand, that yeah, Hayward got a, a hand on it to um, couldn't, mm-hmm. get, couldn't get the second hand out on the run there, uh, but the throw out to the to the right there about the, well, about 15 yards down. Yeah, the it was field. somewhat downfield, right? Yeah, Hayward's on the field a lot. I think you're going to use him as a weapon. Uh, yeah, I think he's just a hard guy to account Again, for. Again, what do you you know when you break the huddle? What is he? Exactly. You know, exactly. Is, is he going to line up in the backfield with in front of the back? Is he going to you know be detached? Is he going to be in the in line? Now we got Wad in there with the uh, as a sidecar with with Trubisky or with, uh, Rudolph. Looks, sets up, gets rid of it. Ooh, hmm. that wasn't a bad. It wasn't ball. a bad throw. I mean, that's it's not an easy catch, and it was very good coverage. But the ball was exactly where it needed to be yeah. on his outside hand, yeah. you know, to catch it and get his short shoulders going and going upfield if he would have made the play. Yeah, that was the Anthony McFarland. He just didn't got one hand on it, couldn't get the second hand up to get mm-hmm. on it there. But he, he threaded the needle on that one. Yeah, he did. Um, I know Hayward's listed as a tight end to go back to him real quick. And I don't think he's going to get a lot of carries, you know, true running back type carries. Right. But kind I think of gets you out of the game kind of stuff. If you, yeah, if you have, I mean, you can. Injuries, yeah. But I think he's closer to Uchek, Uchek than he is Heath Miller. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, Absolutely. I don't think he's going to be an inline Y and, you know. Get a nice pocket there, and he gets the ball out to Miles Boykin on a little crossing. Mm-hmm. Crossing route there. Boykin turns it upfield. So Get that big body rolling down the highway. Better day for the quarterbacks today. Much. I mean, just sharper. And it's not necessarily who they're throwing to or – who the defense is resting, it, it's just the ball's coming out of their hands better, Much faster, more accurate, yeah. you know, on time. So maybe this is a day that, you know, you guys interview Tomlin, he's like, well, maybe they're starting to turn the corner or, or you know, day one of good things to come. Yeah. I mean, they Trubisky back in there now. Um, sidecar running back to his left. We get some motion. Uh, the tight end motions uh, from the outside to the inside, the two receivers on the left. And Trubisky drops back. He's got some time. Well, yeah, he wouldn't have had he time. He wouldn't have though, had that kind right. of time. Dumps it off to Jalen Warren. And Warren, and gets Warren it. looks good with the ball in his hands. Yeah. He can scoot a little bit. 
Yeah, Warren's grown on me. I mean, he didn't do anything spectacular yeah. there, but just when you see him with the balls. But like, you're out there. I mean, you got Kevin Rader out there, Steven Sims out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's uh, Cody, Cody White's out there. They're working against the number one defensive backs here. Yeah, yeah. You're never going to be in a game situation where those guys are all going to be on the field together. And, and you mentioned in, the in motion. Season. You know, like in that play, they had a tight end outside the numbers as the far farthest dude on the At left. The boundary, yeah. And just to see what look you get, and then they motion them back in, you know, and, and that's a good indicator. If yeah. a linebacker's out there on him, you're getting man. If not, then you're probably getting zone. So you, you have a much better feel for the coverage before the ball's even snapped. Well, that was That's nice. a good throw. That's a good throw. That's a good throw. Ro- Trubisky rolled to his right, didn't really need to, uh, gets it out and gets down uh, about a, a 18-yard pass to uh, to Tyler Vaughn's on the run. Looked very controlled, very sharp as a passer there with his feet not exactly set. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That was nice. Yeah, that's that's a nice throw. And that had a little humming on it, too. I mean, that was a well-thrown, you know, good ball, great spiral, hits him right in the numbers, boom. Yeah, that's what you want to see. So, did we get uh, – Again, more promising than it has been. Now we've got uh, Pickett in there. Uh, he's got to see him do something similar. Running back to his left. We've got a bunch here down on the bottom side, and he sends Zilsefki out of that bunch in the motion to the, from, uh, over to the wing. Yeah. And then they get the <laughs> running back out, well, and then, then they, they get give it to Olszewski. Okay. That little inside flip again, this time to Olszewski, and that goes nowhere. D. Lyman loved that one. They just ate that up. It was yeah. uh, Mondo. But you, uh, do, you, do you start to set that, use that as a setup play at some point? You, you yeah. put it on tape early, and then you start using that motion, and you slide somebody out behind the backside behind it because mm-hmm. everybody kind of flows to that. And It's a lot of like, – flowing is a great word, you know, with the way they use this motion and then uh, the opposite direction off of it, but a real smooth, you know, whole team moving as one. They'll, they'll start to get better at that stuff. Yeah, pick it again. That takes a, Vaughn comes uh, in motion from left to right. Uh, as we look here, Pickett takes the snap, looks, gets it out. Oh, nice oh, catch. Nice catch here by Tyler Vaughns. Yeah. Yeah. Not the best throw, and Trubisky was under a little bit of heat to his uh, right side. But he, it was a nice throw, I mean, in terms of velocity. The velocity was really yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, really nice catch going again, down low to snag that off the ground. That's when you throw over the middle. That's not going to be intercepted. Right. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to. I mean, you don't want to sail that. The worst thing you want to do in over the middle is throw high. Yeah. We're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're bringing you our live coverage here from Steelers Training Camp Practice at St. Vincent College, the only station and the only show where you can get this kind of coverage. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio, the only show bringing you live updates from training camp. Not just updates. But live play-by-play from practice. Yeah, live as, coverage telling you exactly what's going on. No doubt about it. We've got the receivers over here working on their feet for the sidelines. Yeah. we got the, the kick, actually somebody kicking field goals for the first time in a long time. And uh, that's, the, that's the scene. Yeah, boss uh, stepping up there. This is about a 42-yarder here. This is no gimme. And uh, these uh, goal posts, are these a little shorter than an NFL goal post? I don't know. They It's funny you bring that up because I looked at them like, they kind of look different than they do. You know, that during an NFL game, and are they? I don't have any idea. I think I'm, they are a little shorter. That's maybe just what St. Vincent uses, and why would you bring new ones? You know? Yeah. Now the but the college ones are, are 
Are they wider or are they tighter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't think they're the same. But I, I don't th- think they're the same. Yeah. Uh, they may bring in some. I actual- don't think they're as high. Yeah. But not- that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Shouldn't they have laser beams at the top of those that just go up into space? Sharks with freaking laser beams on the top (laughs) so that they extend forever and you can just see if it passes or not. That would make things a lot easier. And they could do that. I was actually talking to my my neighbor who works for a company that that does the chipping and does Mm. uh, some of the stuff with tracking players and things of that nature with the trackers. The the technology is available. They could put put chips in balls. Oh, I can't believe it would be. The problem would be keeping the weight differential similar like how do you like can you put uh, uh and i'm sure this you is, put one in each tip do you put it in the, the middle problem, yeah okay, right like you can put it at each tip because you want to know if you broke the plane or not mm-hmm. but does that throw the, the spin of the ball off and things of that nature i wonder if you need like four of them you know one in each tip one in the high point of the middle of the ball on each side so kind not, of balance so each other out the tip. not just the tip <laughs> they get in trouble that way um <laughs> Because uh, what if the meat of the ball goes over first and not, you know, the edges? Well, that's true, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. you don't know what part's going to cross the goal line. Well, that's where those lasers come in. But you can't tell what's going on. See, I like know. the lasers at the top of the goal posts, though. Like, they should just extend forever. You, you flip a switch and they shoot up into the hemisphere. We're actually just laser beam stratosphere. shooting, taking players out as they're running. You can do that, too. Yeah. Right. Or fans that are bugging shoot, you. Shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> um, yeah, Steelers, Steelers doing a little uh, field goal kicking here. Now they're going, getting back here to stretch it back beyond uh, – Almost 50 yards. They're at 47 here at these ones. So at this point, we're done with the acclimation period. We've been in pads. Is there a limit how long they can practice today? You know, now that they're full-length practices? There's still some limitations for the NFLPA, the how long they can be on the field. Mm-hmm. And those kind Is of it things. two hours? Yeah. That one he kicked up over top of the guy on top of the uh, – The film guy up the on the boom. Up on top, almost caught that one. That's a little scary if you're him, though. I hate being up there. That, that I'll never go up there again. When I was trying to make my bones in this business, I was up there a few times. Hey, Matt, film practice. I'm, a, I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> I hated being up there. The coaches don't care that there's lightning going on. Yeah. You're the it's, only. It's 97 degrees. It's so hot. <laughs> right. And I stink at the camera work anyways. I know I'm just going to get yelled at when I get down on the ground because it's not a good enough shot. I, I did a lot of that, especially at Duquesne. But, you know, so just a, as yeah. a volunteer, they didn't have a boom, so that wasn't as bad. But I went up in the boom a couple times a pit until I really made it clear after I'd been there a while that this really isn't for me, folks. And yeah. it, it didn't break my heart whenever I filmed practice poorly and got yelled at because then they didn't send me back up. <laughs> but it sways the whole time. Oh, it's yeah. pouring or it's 100 degrees. And there's no shade. And there's no shade. Yeah, maybe you remember to take a water with you, which you kill in five minutes, and then no one sends you up another one. Well, they used to have to, and I'm sure you did this when when you were doing you it. You shimmy it down in the they, bag. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah. to shimmy the tapes down in the bag as you fill them up. Well, now it's, I'm sure it's all just – I don't just, think there's tapes anymore. Yeah, you're yeah. just probably re- remotely sending it somewhere else, so you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that. So you're just filming, all filming. But you don't know when you run – how do you know when you run out of tape? I don't know. <laughs> Again, I, didn't, I wasn't good at it. Yeah, I can remember those bags. Somebody would be, be sending those bags down full of uh, tapes and yeah. on, on a rope. Um, and even in my day, like, again, this was 20 years ago. Yeah, we had cell phones, but it wasn't like I could just text the video guy or yeah. the head coach. I mean, they're all busy. Like, 
don't you realize there's a lightning storm going on and I'm the only one up here? Nobody cares, you know. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody cares until you get struck, and then it's like, oh, what happened to Williamson? Yeah, man. We'll oh, we forgot. Find we, someone just like we let, everybody runs for the, they they all run for to get covered. right. No one lets you down. <laughs> You're stuck up there. <laughs> I hated it up there, <laughs> and it's not very big. The platform's very small. Once you put a tripod and a camera, and you know, you know, there's stuff. nowhere to go. Right. Yeah, I would not I like that job either. I'm not real super fond of heights, and there's not. Uh, I hate them. Right. And I did that. Uh, one summer at Pitt Johnstown, um, I stayed up, and it was the Johnstown Flood Centennial. It was 1989, mm-hmm. the uh, 50-year anniversary of the uh, Johnstown Flood, or 100-year anniversary of the Johnstown Flood. Uh, so they had a bunch of stuff going on that summer, and I, uh, my roommate, uh, through his then-girlfriend, now-wife, um, got us a jobs through somebody that she worked with. Uh, building stages and everything for different contracts yeah. and stuff for the show. So we had to do the, the to build the stages. You had to do the scaffolding all the way up. Of course, right, right, right. the stage, and you got paid more money if you went to the top of the scaffolding and did all that. Oh, stuff. really? And Interesting. At least there's some incentive. I tried it. it. Right. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. And I get you climb up there and you're sitting on the scaffolding and they're handing pieces up, you know, to you to put on. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't for me. <laughs> that thing's swaying in yeah. the wind. And I remember we did a Bon Jovi show. It was at Point Stadium. Uh, bon Jovi and Skid Row played, and we had to put the thing up. But then you had to take it down that night because they oh, had a, wow. they had a football they go, right? they had a football game there the next day. Okay, got to get this thing down. And it rained and thunderstormed uh, that night. And that nobody thing, cares. It has the to thing come still down. had right. to come down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were out there all night just just uh, handing pieces down, get them off the Wet, field. Yeah, yeah. Um, sounds awful. Some of those guys who I, I we had guys, you know how they have the light standards across the stage. Mm-hmm. So we had we had the the two towers are up. The towers were 100 foot high. Wow. And to put the uh, the light standards on her, you had to go up and hook them on. And then s- some of the lights were out, or they had some kind of problem with the lights. One of the guys shimmied out there upside down. To, like, switch a light bulb? To switch light bulbs and stuff. <laughs> no, thank you. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> the lolly is not doing that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather work on a Deadliest Catch boat than do that. And, and, and I was just, actually watching Deadliest Catch. I love Deadliest Catch. Yeah. But uh, uh, as we're talking about embarrassing times, and my uncle – is kind of like a big brother figure to me growing up. He's my my uh, mom's youngest brother, so we weren't that far in age. Successful um, contracting company in the South Hills now for like 40 years. So anytime I was short on work, I could always go work for Uncle Ken. You know, and he'd have me dig a ditch or some nasty yeah. job. Roof days, though. Oh, <laughs> I still get made fun of to this day. Anyone, that, anyone that's seen me on a roof, crawling around, never going to the edge. Carrying up shingles and just dropping them off and then, like, running away. Hated it. Hated it. Made you realize you didn't want to do that for a living. Yeah, maybe I'll look into this football stuff. (laughs) What can I do where I'm going to sit on terra firma and uh, just... And not be up high with, you know, 50 pounds of uh, shingles on my shoulder. Yeah, that's no fun. No, not my bag. Not much fun at all. Um, Football practice today. It's still going on. Here we go. Right. we got uh, some seven-on-sevens going on here. Uh, we get the we get the one on ones over. Well, not really one on ones today because they're not in pads. Well, they're going to get man coverage here, though. I mean, yeah. Bush goes out wide against a running back, and you know, the, 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 Trubisky's looking that way, and Bush was running with him step for step. Yeah, I, I mean, it's one of those. There is a flag down over here. There was some defensive holding. So. Mm, okay, I, I was really keen on Bush because I think it was McFarland that went outside the numbers, kind of like we were talking about before. When you have a tight end outside that far, if a linebacker follows him, you're getting man coverage. If Devin Bush has a good year this year, hmm. what happens with him? Hmm. 
I mean, I don't think we're talking about best linebacker in the year in the league no, year, but no. a kind of living up to expectations. Let's say it's, uh, you know, hundred tackles and a couple of interceptions mm-hmm. and a couple of like fills up the stat book and rarely exposed in a bad way. You know, and makes some big plays. <sighs> Franchising him seems a little unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, he'd have yeah. to have a really good year. Right, because you'd still do have Jack under contract. But... Yeah, assuming Jack has a good year because you right. could move on from him still too and give that money to Bush. I don't think – I think they'd love to have that problem where they're both making six, eight, ten million, you know, and have two quality every-down linebackers. Yeah. Because I don't equate it to, like, Edmonds. You know, like a year ago they didn't pick up Edmonds' option. He had a fine year. You know, he wasn't a bad player. He wasn't a liability. And then he didn't get any attention on the open market or not enough. And he came back with a very reasonable deal. Here's the problem with, with the – Like, I don't think Bush will still be out there. This is where the outside linebacker pay scale kind of throws things off for those for those off-ball backers as Bush makes a nice play there. Because T.J. Watt's involved, right? Right. Yeah, so, li- the linebacker right. franchise tag value is $18.7 million right. I mean, this year. He can't that's have a year that's worth receiver. it. Right, right. Like, yeah. Fred Warner and Leonard aren't worth that. Yeah. You know? I mean, those guys are making. So that's like, they're making like twelve to thirteen million dollars a year. The top guys mm-hmm. is off-ball linebackers. Right, right, right. It, this should almost be a different position. It is a different position. Yeah, I mean, they're totally. I mean, T.J. Watt versus Darius Leonard are not at all the same. In fact, looking at that, the only position that gets more franchise tag value than linebacker is quarterback. What's funny <laughs> is tackle isn't that high because right. no one ever gets on the open market. Right. That, well, that's the other part of it. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you have to get on the open market to drive the price up of the franchise And tag, offensive line is all considered the same. Which is also which is ridiculous. foolish. Yeah, so that's $16.7 million, $16.66 million. They need to change the year. franchise tag designations. Well, and that's, I think, what Bud Dupree was getting at a couple of years ago when sure. the Steelers tagged him. Like, why am I being considered the same as an off-ball linebacker? I'm a I'm an I'm edge rusher. DN. Yeah, I'm right. an edge rusher. I'm a defensive end. Defensive end seventeen point eight six for the franchise value. Linebacker because of the TJ Watts and guys like that getting paid in recent years has has moved over that. And they're always that wasn't always the case. NFL is appealing to Sean Watson there it six is. game suspension. There Just it came is. Across. Not surprising at all. Yeah, not yeah, one yeah. bit. We'll talk about that when we come back. Some okay. other things. Uh, Steelers. Uh, they got one more session after this. That will be the two minute drill. So we'll talk about the Sean Watson. Everything that could happen with that. We'll take you through the two minute drill here when that happens. Once they get back here and once we get back on the air. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio.